Coming at you live from Amigo Studio East in Chile, Hurricane West Virginia, it's the Amigos Retro Gaming Year End Spectacular featuring Amigo Aaron, John Bodakar Schaller, and the Brent. Step back as we take a look at this year in gaming with the Amigos Retro Gaming Year End Spectacular. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 2023 Amigos Retro Gaming Network Year in Spectacular. Your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron. Join with the luminaries of the network. First, to my immediate right, my good friend, my good buddy, the master of disaster. Please welcome John Podokarshaller. My gut's riding up again. Oh, the you gut looks it? good. <laughs> I think you're, uh, you look very swell. And to his right, a man who needs no introduction, the King Dong of ARG Presents and most of other shows. Please give it up for the Brit. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We are ready to go today to look over all the high and low, low, low points of 2023 with a variety of shows. Every show in the network, we're going to get down to funky and determine what was a hit and what was a big, big miss this year. You know, when you look back on 2023, uh, Boatster, uh, do you have an overall feeling? Is a happy feeling? Is there a fucking malaise? How do you feel the year went? You know, I think that this is, it's definitely a bittersweet year. Mm. You know, 2023, a lot of good, a lot of good things happened. You know, we had a really good boat fest. Got to go to England and do the thing with Neil. Uh, we had Amigathon continues to be rocking and rolling. But of course, the, the, the sort of uh, sad part, of course, was saying goodbye to all those shows that I was doing. I do miss being on the shows. I don't necessarily miss doing them all the time. <laughs> I do you know, feel that way too. <laughs> when I listen to you guys re record, I, 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 I want to chime in. So um, now's your chance, vote. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm here. So I'll be chiming in. You know, I will say, uh, yeah, you, it was unfortunate. You had to, to uh, vacate a couple of shows, but, uh, you did it with worthy cause because uh, you're amongst the things that happened this year was that uh, you and your wife kicked off your wonderful restaurant that has been a smash success. It's gone well. And it has. Uh, but that has taken up some of your time yeah. amongst your studies and your normal teaching uh, position. So you boats gone all the time. I mean, let's face facts. You're always busy. You just got back to Chicago. Mm -hmm. You went to the UK. He's all over the place. Uh, we're just hoping to hold the banner up as high as we can, Boat. Now, the Brent, you're sort of Johnny on the spot because you had to take over uh, Boat's spot on a lot of these shows. What's the, the transition been like in 2023? Uh, I really enjoy playing some systems consistently. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else. Uh, if you're playing a board game or if you're playing a video game or watching a television show, if you get into a consistent groove of playing something more often, you start to get a lot more comfortable with it. And because of that, I, I mean, you can like games a little more, but you can also recognize when a game is more flawed than if you would have just shot it up on the screen. You go, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. But if it's not good for the system that's on, having the repetition of doing that system over and over really helps illustrate that to you when you play. Now, I, I want to ask you, since you just, you just, uh, uh, took over on Coco show and the Atari FT show and Ars and Clear. And of course, we, me and you have hosted all those shows at some point in the past. I think at some point. It, was there, has one show been easier to get into than the other? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Spectrum. Oh, uh, really? Over yeah. Coco. Yeah. And, and really, it's because uh, the Spectrum is an, an amazing system. It's an amazing system and it helps. To, to enjoy the games when you've already got something that's such a good base. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the Coco show, uh, uh, I have the familiarity because we had one as a child, but 
that really pales in comparison to just the high quality, consistent high quality of the ZX Spectrum. Yeah. Now, and Bo, do you, is there one you miss more than the others? Same thing. Same thing. I mean, really, it's 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 funny because the Spectrum had everything going for it. You know, it was widely available in the UK in the yeah. land of its birth. It was cheap, so lots of people had access to it. And it had a near infinite pool of developers. Yeah. You know, so there was every conceivable thing could be tried and was tried. I don't think there's ever been, with the possible exception of the Commodore 64, although I would even sort of put that on the outside, where the total number of wacky ideas were tried. Remember the game that we played that had the tape, the audio tape that played along with it? Yes, that was quite a game. Yeah, yeah that was a Ma uh, da, 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 Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. That's it. I mean, stuff like that, just real wacky stuff that well, you would never you would never try on any other system. It was gutsy, gutsy yeah. call. He would put that out. I, I, that's one that sticks in my head, too. You know, um, I just tallied the numbers. Uh, we, of course, uh, playing, uh, I'm on all these shows, but these fellas here play pretty much about the same amount of games as I do, give or take. Uh, as According to my calculations this year, and this isn't counting any versus shows that me and Britain on ARG or any live streams that we did or any of the multitude of, of uh, uh, shows that we do uh, aside from the normal shows, I count up that we had looked at 158 games this year. Uh, 100, 158 games uh, over all these systems. It's a lot of games, uh, but uh, I think uh, for me, uh, having done this for so many years now, I guess it's one of the best years for games. And I was really surprised, especially on Amigas, because we covered so many Amiga games over the years. Uh, you would think that, that the well would start to run dry. Now, part of that was because we had some flashback episodes. But a lot of it was just, there was some good, solid quality stuff. Plus, what's helped is the new stuff that's coming out. So we, we were very fortunate. Now, with all that said, we might as well just dig into it, Brent. What, what are we going to go after first today? I think, I think we want to end on a high, which means we have to start on a low. Okay. And we're going to look at worst games first. Okay. And I think of worst games first, we're going to start with the Atari ST. Oh, man. Oh, don't put that uh, that garbage can on there. Uh, it's a garbage. That's exactly what I told you. It's a garbage can for all the worst games, so it's not just an ST thing. So we looked at uh, uh, quite a few Atari games this year, and, and we're going to pick the worst one of these. Now, there's not what that is, many, so I'm just going to I'm going to knock through them here. Uh, we looked at Star Trek: Rebel Universe, New Zealand Story, Substation, Wings of Death, Obsession, Pinball, Speedball, Crap Man, F1. Bomboozle, Black Lamp, and Stereo Stereo's Christmas was the last episode. <clears throat> uh, Bo, would you like to? I mean, you played a good chunk of these. Is there one of these games that made you more angry than usual? Absolutely. And what was it, Bo? That is Substation. Substation, the game. I mean, there there are several games that we play where you just like, man, what were they thinking? Why does this exist? Yeah, but you can always find something positive. Right. Substation, you couldn't find and There was nothing positive about that game. Yeah. It was a 3D environment on a system that had no business doing 3D. Yeah. There was zero, uh, zero sort of, you know, the, the game had zero personality. There was nothing interesting that you did in it. Just It was just a, a 3D maze without any fun. Yeah, well, I'm going to parrot your findings here because I also pick Substation. And the thing is, the te- the the demoiness of it is Im- sort of impressive, kinda. But the game, there's no game. There's right. not a game there. I will say, special honorable, hateful mention to Crap Man, <laughs> a game that angered me like few games did this year. I mean, and I re- I played that game and completed it, and it was an angry, frustrating, super painful time. But it was a game that you could play like a like a game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. You can't put that in the list. But for me, I'm going to go with you on that one. That substation. Now, Brent, you didn't. Again, some of these you didn't play that many right. games. Right. Yeah. My my time with the Atari ST thus far has been a little limited. But uh, the worst game I had a, the joy of experiencing was Black Lamp. Black Lamp was the most unplayable, unforgiving uh, flip screen platformer I've ever had the unpleasure of of pleasuring myself with, and it was. And it was man. That, that's my worst moment of the year, right there. And it it was it was not only was it too hard, not only was it no fun. Uh, it it 
it somehow made me not like flip screen platformers even more. And I'm not a huge fan to begin with. So it was really... <laughs> Aaron's gonna die. Uh, it was really a bad game for me. Now we don't want just this to be just a negative oh. thing. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk, Aaron, a little bit about our favorite Atari ST games. And I'm gonna start this one off because I'm sure I've got one that you guys are not gonna have. And I picked Stario Christmas, uh, mainly because the scrolling on this was spectacular. Uh, and it showed that the ST could do scrolling. Now, granted, this was so late into the lifespan of the Atari ST that uh, you, you wish it was always there, and it just it wasn't. Scrolling sprites, and really, uh, Stereo's Christmas cheated that to get that effect. But it did it so well that it was a fun scrolling platformer that obviously had a little bit of inspiration from Nintendo, uh, uh, but still... Solid game, solid platformer game. It's funny. The thing about that episode I remember the most is when we were going to the Patreon list, and one of our patrons was the graphics guy, Star His Christmas, Rich Davies. And so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, I can understand that choice in terms of the actual, what they squeezed out of the ST. Like, I wish they could have harnessed the power of Star His Christmas to like use other cooler stuff, both. What about you, Jeff? A, a popular pick there? Yeah, and we do know that your name is actually Richard Davy, not Davies. Davies is another guy, I think. So we know. We know. <laughs> I didn't know nothing. F1. It's my favorite. F1. F1. And I'll tell you why. It's the closest thing to a game that might appear on another system that we played this year on the Atari ST show. Yeah. One where you could possibly let it get onto another system without it just totally being laughed out of the joint. And that's a rare find on the ST. So, you know, this is a game that scrolls smoothly. It has really good AI. It's got all of the tracks that were available on the F1 circuit, I believe, at the time, because there were far fewer parts of the F1 circuit. Um, so uh, this is uh, F1, without a doubt. Now, I haven't played. I did play Star Wars Christmas. I agree with what Brent said. Uh, the, the scrolling is very impressive. If the Atari ST could have led out of the gate... With something like that, uh, just in with a, a slight sprite change, they, they would have had something there. But I will give an honorable mention to Star Trek Rebel Universe. Uh, this was a game, I played a lot of Star Trek games, and this does a pretty good job of mimicking sort of what you might find if you were going to make more of a simulation, less action-oriented Star Trek-style game that followed the arc of an episode. Star Trek Rebel Universe is in my top couple. But it was so bizarre. In yeah, a couple of it's very bizarre. Particularly the beaming mm -hmm. area of the game was pretty pretty wacky. You know, I look over this list of these games. I'm not gonna lie to you. None of the ST games did much for me this year. It was I, it was and there were a couple I did not like, and but there were a lot of them I just felt indifferent towards. And I hate to do it, but I mean, I mean, I, Speedball I thought was pretty good on there. But I mean, is it as good as the ones I've played before? It's not as good. You know, probably, I hate to do it, I'd hate to do it, but I probably the one I found that I played the most, that I found both enticing and painful, was Stario's Christmas. I've got to go with Brent on that. Mm -hmm. as, as rippy off as it is, and I mentioned this on the show, this thing made me so angry that I pounded my desk in fury. That's a good thing. Hey, any game that gets you to get feel that kind of emotion, I'm I mean, for it. Just, it. It showed me that, hey, this system can go to work and when it's coaxed correctly by a programmer, yeah, you know, and so that's one that I'm, I'm going to go ahead and. I mean, I didn't know up to the exact moment I said Starius Chris, I wasn't sure because I wanted to like the pinball game, but it, eh, and I wanted to like Crap Man, but Crap Man was uh, the engine behind Obsession wasn't bad, right? That's the thing. It was just the it tables was, were not. And good. remember, you the ball, you couldn't change the ball. Yeah. It was just, it was the, yeah, like there were little things that made me mad on a lot of these games. Like Bob Boozle's another one. The content behind it was great, but they screwed everything that you could screw up. That shouldn't be a problem. That's mm -hmm. the ST's thing. They don't pay attention to the little stuff. They're like me. Mm -hmm. 
They just they look at the big picture. This well, I mean, this is this is a cut rate system with a cut rate price with cut rate gains. It is like me. Bang. Cut rate. Well, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Not cut rate system. What are bear? Yeah. I well, mean, I mean it was cheaper. The door. It was a, it was that's a good thing. They that wanted was, to beat the Amiga the market. Do you want to go ahead and hop over to the uh, ST comments for uh, uh, sure. yeah. what they we had a we had a and then I'll read over the poll results as well. Uh, boat, we had we didn't get a lot of comments on the ST, but boat did. We did have one there. Uh, yeah, we got a comment from the one and only Pajaco sixty five zero two. He says, "I got to play some uh, games this year. <laughs> Worst games got to be Substation, all tech demo, no game. Best game, New Zealand Story, because it proved the ST was capable of good things in the right hands. Black Lamp, still a disappointment on any system." The adverts lied. Yeah. New Zealand Story. <laughs> New Zealand Story was good. I just am not a fan of that. Game. I don't, I'm the same way. And and and, I, and along those lines, we put up a poll in our Discord for the top Atari ST game of the year, and the poll has spoken. And the number one vote getter in the poll was guess what, ma'am? It was New Zealand Story. Mm, New Zealand yeah. Story was the winner of the poll. How many how many votes did F1 get? Just out of curiosity, F1. Uh, no votes. Interesting. No votes. I thought that F1. was an excellent. I thought that was an F one was okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big car racing guy either. <laughs> now, there you go, Brand. Now, yeah, we got to keep this moving. All right, let's let's go. go straight to the worst of the Coco game. This was hard. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'll start this. Uh, I'll kick this one off, and I'll say it. Coco was the machine of the year in terms of quality of games. It was. I thought it had the most good games of any system we did this year. All of the games that we chose, mostly because I became the game selection committee towards the end of the year. Well done. Uh, um, that, that had something to do with it. Even the game that I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for my worst game was not a bad game. It's just I'm not a puzzle guy. Now, and for me, the game that I liked the least this year was Coco Bond, which is a uh, was a was a game programmed by the, uh, one of the fellows. We actually just covered one of his other games. I believe it was on. Uh, gosh, I'm not sure what show it was on, but we uh, he may have done like one of the goat, one of the Christmas uh, games, hmm. Brent. But Coco Bond was a puzzle game. And there's no problem with that game. It was a fine game. In fact, we both sort of praised it. But I'm just not a puzzle guy, so for me, that was the one I would pick as the. At least good Coco game of the year. How about that? What about you, Boat? Uh, for me, karate really didn't bring a lot to the table. <laughs> See, I love karate. I, that was my pick, by the way. This is, I agree with you 100% yeah. that uh, the, uh, the Coco, as far as hits to misses, the Coco had more hits than anybody else. It was tough, but karate, they, I mean, there's really not a lot to it. When you consider that it was sold for something like forty nine ninety five, yeah, I will uh, say Cur- Curtis and they was going to have like you, it was going to eventually at some point they'd plan on having like where you could hook two computers up at once. That, that would have been cool. Yeah, it never got there, yeah. so I can understand that. that it's in it's amongst these uh, superior games that was near the bottom. Uh, for me, and now I had a very limited stint on screen with uh, the Coco, so I limited it to games that I was very familiar with or had played on the show. Uh, and I picked Timberman Christmas Edition, not because it was a bad game, but just from the handful of games I was choosing from, it was at the bottom of the list. Uh, Timberman uh, Christmas Edition, uh, obviously just like Timberman with more outfits and a little bit of a snow effect. I don't think that the Christmas theme was there enough I don't know how you would have added to the game to really add more Christmas into it, but I wish there was something a little bit more. He gave it a whirl. He did. He, he did. Gave it a whirl. And, and, and it's Again, not to not say, a bad game no, either. it's not to say that the game is bad, but for things that I played on the Coco this year, that was the worst on the list. That's understandable. Now, for the, <laughs> this is a controversial category. Best Coco game. Oh man, that, that is so hard. You want to lead the dance, Brent? I, I will, and I actually am taking one from a show I didn't do. But since I was so familiar with the Coco, I know some of these games are just so awesome without having to go back and look at them. And I picked Whirly Bird Run. Holy cow! Did I play the crap out of this game when I was a kid? Uh, this is your the Coco's version of a scramble type game. And it was fantastically done. Uh, I remember being so impressed with the scrolling, which actually isn't scrolling at all. It is actually drawing the screen, moving the objects, drawing the screen, moving the objects, because that's what the Coco had to do. And 
that alone makes it impressive. But the game speed, the pace, the stress at how often it gives you fuel and how you have to really go down and get some of it sometimes really made this a fun game for that, me. That's the game we covered uh, at Coco Fest, boat in our outfits, if you'll recall, with Curtis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go next, because I, I will say that's a great game. There was so, it was, this was the hardest one for me to choose from of all the, game, of all the different computers, because there were so many good games this year, so many good ones. Uh, Dragon Slayer, Whirly Bird Run. I should mention the games real quick. Coco Bond, Mo- uh, Module Man, Dragon Slayer, Whirly Bird Run, Wizards Den, Karate, Dungeons, Lucifer's Kingdom, Middle Kingdom, Timberman, and Ghost Rush. Out of those games, and boy, this one came out. I've never heard of this game until we did the show. I got to go with Wizards Den. This game was awesome. Overworld map. It was like everything that Time uh, Bandit was, but better. With a little gauntlet thrown in and some uh, extra crazy levels that were cl- real clever. I'd never heard of this game until we did that episode. What a game. I mean, I thought this game was great. And this was the one that was the port of the BBC micro game, right? No, that was, well, no, that was Dungeons. Oh, that okay. was the port. Okay. This is the one that's a confused. port of nothing. Man, okay. This is the guy that only did one game ever. Right. And it was just this awesome game. Uh, I really like this one. And a, a, a special honorable mention by the way, Dragon Slayer. That's another game I never heard of that had was like a, a that kind of continual like flip screen like platform game it was great. But I'm going to go with Wizards of Den. I thought, and there were so many good games this time. I really liked almost every game I mentioned. I love Middle Kingdom. I just wish it was longer. I loved it. You know, I love Lucifer's Kingdom. All hail the Dark Lord. This was one heck of a of a scrolling. Shoot them up on the Coco that I'd never seen before. It was great too, but I'm going with Wizards Den. What about you, Bo? Well, you know, I, I selected Dragon Slayer, and actually, that's wrong because I just realized, <laughs> I just realized after hearing you talk about it, Wizards Den is my game of the year. I thought it would be. Yeah. Did you love yeah. the last yeah. minute switching betrayal? Yeah. I, I had to look up a, a screenshot just to make sure I was right. Yeah. Uh, Drag or Wizards Den is, you know, it's a an open an open ish world game, yes. Where you have this whole environment with different. You've got forests, you've got a river, you've got marshland. You're collecting stuff. You're you're you're. I mean, I love games like that. Games that really feel like you're exploring a living world. Yeah, and uh, and so that is my game of the year by far. Um, yeah, but although the, the one the one you accidentally selected is also quite yeah. Good. Wizards Den is good, just a side scrolling. Yeah, that 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 uh, Dragon yeah. Slayer is good. I will say that I, on our poll, uh, the final tally winner, we had a lot of votes. We had actually a, a tie for first place uh, with Dragon Slayer and Wizards Den. Wow. <laughs> so Dragon's Lair and Witch's Den tied for the most points on the poll, which it seems appropriate because those were two great games. I'll tell you something. The Coco this year, if you have, if you are not real familiar with the TR City Color Computer, if you ever needed any sort of provocation to go try it, I don't know what we could do. I mean, we laid the games out before you. They're there and they're good mm-hmm. and they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun games there. Uh, did we get any action on the uh, Discord with the Coco? Yes, sir. We did. We got quite a few. We're going to start with the one and only L. Curtis Boyle. Oh, hell. Okay, I can't pick a single favorite. Oh, I suck. This is not surprising because Curtis loves every game. I know. For the candy <laughs> <team>. <laughs> I know. I can narrow it down to three with fourth as a runner-up. Out of 11. Right. Good work, Curtis. Uh, he's got two low points. Uh, he concurs with Exile in Paradise that the low point was me leaving. Uh, thank you, Curtis. Hopefully he can come by for guest appearances once in a while. And the other was about karate. Uh, we interviewed Dave about his entire game history where we got confirmation that karate as released was not the full game. And he goes on to explain yeah. the two-player thing. Um, and he says his picks are arcade action. His, his favorite is Whirly Bird Run. Although the honorable mention goes to Lucifer's Kingdom. Um, He says, Arcady and RPG, Dead Heat tie between Dragon Slayer and Wizard's Den. Both games have huge maps for great replayability. And uh, let's see. Next up, we got a little bit of Exile in Paradise. He says, Coco Show, worst of the year. Boat having to step away. Thank you. Uh, And he says, this was at least offset by the Brent coming in to keep the fun going. Uh, he says, change isn't always a bad thing, and it's amazing all the mischief Boat has been getting into. Now, for best Coco Show of the game of the year, uh, he says, I have to think about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, uh, he's not a lead up there. Yeah, they're, they're, you're not wrong. Just reading this as it comes across the thing. <laughs> Pajaco 6502 writes, I swear we played more games this year, but an honorable mention goes to Whirly Bird Run because it just reminded me of Rocket Raid on the Beeb, and it was very playable, and I had a lot of fun playing it. I really liked Wizard's Den, even though I found it a little tough to play and unnerving in places, but I'm going to have to give my game of the year as Wizard's Den. My least favorite game of the year, Middle Kingdom. It wasn't awful, but coming to the game with completely fresh eyes, I struggled to find this one fun. I love that game. But the more I learn about this family of machines, the more I am really come to respect what it could do in the right hands. And some of the amazing or some of the new stuff is quite frankly amazing. One day I will get one of these machines. And finally, Graham W. Vebke says Dragon Slayer was the best game for me. There's really there's hardly a bad choice. Yeah. And Whirly Bird One was uh, Whirly Bird Run was great, a great game, a, a sort of a clone of Super Cobra, all great. So this is boy, what a great year it was for the Coco, that's for sure. Now, yes, sir. oh boy, all right, it's time to think about the worst games for the uh, ZX Spectrum from the R. Sinclair Show. Oh man, Aaron, what do you got for us? <sighs> You know, another year where I thought there was a lot of good stuff uh, on this one. Uh, you know, oh boy, it's tough for me to pick one of these as the worst game. That's why you're supposed to pick in advance. Well, I know, but I mean, I, I, I've i been struggling. I'm going to pick, I hate to say it, but I, I did not, I'm not the biggest fan of Super Hang On. I'm sorry. I know that's a controversial statement, but of all the games we played this year, that's when I, I never liked Super Hang On. I, I didn't like the arcade that much. I don't think the ZX Spectrum was all that great. It wasn't bad, but its I, I'm just going to say it's not my favorite. Let's put it that way. John, what do you got for worse? Well, I have a real choice, and I'm going for Rocco, because Rocco is not a game. It is a slideshow masquerading as a game. How could you like Super Hang On less? I liked than Rocco. Rocco. I liked Rocco. What? I mean, maybe I'm missing something because I did not actually play this. I just watched the footage. So no, it, there, it's like a punch out clone. Well, it, it is. It's okay. Like, it's okay. okay. I didn't hate it. That Rocco was really bad. <laughs> it didn't but do well in the poll. It is not who I picked for my worst game. Oh, here we go. I actually picked How to Be a Complete Bastard. Oh, uh, popular choice. Mainly because it's so confusing. Um, it is. If you have a walkthrough and you just go through the game, you're just going through the game. And if you try to play this on your own, you have no idea how to progress. No idea how to move forward. Uh, it looks fine. It plays fine. Uh, but the gameplay, absolute horrible. It's funny because now, uh, listen, that's a, how to be a complete bastard is quite a spectrum type game. We've played a lot of games like it. I have the book and I love the young ones. I love AMS. And so I'll admit that I'm slanted in my choosing. Because I, I thought that game was actually kind of amusing. I kind of thought it was a pretty kind of a fun game. I don't think even you hated it that much. I didn't play it. Oh, dude, wasn't that you was on that Oh, man. You would have... Oh, no, I, no, I, I, I was a, a fill-in. Or something, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but I, I didn't hate that one. So you're, that's your approach. I will say, well, having looked at the uh, the people uh, talking in Discord, they weren't fond of that one either. So I'm not too surprised about that one. But let's not talk about bad things, Aaron. Let's talk about the good things. On the on the uh, spectrum, and there's so many of them. Yeah. Aaron, what did you have for number one? This is Becky Town. This is the of all the games. All this, this is the one that was my lock, okay. my Stone Cold lock of the year, brother, without a doubt. And my and the biggest surprise on any machine. Worst things happen at sea. I love that game. It's clever. It's got good graphics. It's cunningly done. Uh, it's got a lot of different ways to play it. Like no one talks about this game. Why? I don't know. I think it's a really fun game, and it was. I love that game. So, worst things happen at sea. That's my favorite of the year. I'll go ahead and chime in right behind you, Aaron, because I also picked worst things happen at sea for Bam. my favorite Spectrum game this year. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Uh, I uh, I did not choose it because I I, I we didn't play it. Well, I, I didn't play. It. I will say it was my most fun episode to listen to. Oh, <laughs> it was fun uh, to do. Yeah, because you, you guys really were entertaining on the episode, but I can't. I can't have a list with Archon on it without picking. You know, Archon is such a great game. It suits the ZX. It suits the strengths of the ZX Spectrum so well. Uh, this is, it's really hard for me not to choose that as my favorite game of the year. I'm not going to fight you on Archon, Boat. I'm not going to fight you at all. Now, let's have a look at the poll real quick. Then we'll look at the Discord uh, for this one. So, 
the poll was up. And this is an interesting one. Uh, it was a, actually a close race here. Real close. We got a ton of votes here. The uh, number one, I'm going to, this has changed recently. The number one pick, you're not going to believe this, Way the Exploding Fist. Oh, barely, I believe it. It barely edged out Bomb Jack. And in third place, uh, 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 Seraphima. That game is the year. target renegade of the ZX Spectrum. That game, well, we liked it. Yeah, it's we liked fine. it a lot. But people have a, a cult-like admiration. But it was, it was very popular. And it, but I mean, this we got a lot of action on Arthur and Claire voting. Mm -hmm. How do we do on the uh, comments vote? Our first, uh, our first comment comes in from Jed Byrne. He says, "For me, the standout game of the year was Seraphima. That game really pushed the dear old Specky to its absolute limits. The episode I enjoyed the most was Worst Things Happen at Sea." The banter was hilarious, and it made me realize that I hadn't given the game enough time. I agree with you, Jed. The most baffling game was Their Finest Hour. I have no idea how to play that game. <laughs> Worst game was Rocco. That was game and watch level gameplay. Uh, let's see. Mr. Dave, 6309, writes, Worst game, how to be a complete bastard. Maybe it was funny back in the day if you knew something about it. As a Canadian, we have more British shows than in the USA, but I still saw nothing in this game. I would never play it again. Pajaco6502 says, best game, Bomb Jack. I had this original back in the day and never really got on with it. But then, due to the high score competition, I played a ton of this and I fell in love with it. And it shows that the Specky can handle good, solid arcade ports in the right hands. And I actually now prefer the Specky version to the arcade one. Worst game, Rocco. Honestly, a complete phone-in of a game. And I even when I didn't get the finest or finest hour, I could at least still see that if you were into those games, it was pretty cool. And I need to go back and give worse things to see another worse things happen at see another go. As I learned some things from Brent's review that would clearly make this game more fun. Uh, let's see. Moving on down. Graham W. Vepke writes, <laughs> I didn't play much attention to Arsene Clair this year, but I, I love Brent's review of Solomon's Key. That gets my vote. Uh, let's see. Pixels at Dawn says, uh, this is the only reason why Graham flies to Europe every year. He's not talking about what we're talking about at all. <laughs> Mitsuyama says, my choice for game of the year has to be Bomb Jack. This is a great arcade conversion that plays very nicely on the Specky. While Brent's review of Seraphima is great, a great technical achievement and looks fantastic, it's also a 128K game that benefits from modern development tools. What Bomb Jack can pull off in 48K is another reason it gets my vote. There are sadly a few contenders for worst game of the year. How to be a complete bastard failed to hit the mark, and Rocco was a lazy effort. However, my vote has to go to Archon. Bam. Oh. I know that there are plenty of fans of this game, but this is surely a per this is I'm sorry. This is a purely personal choice by me. I never got on with this game. No matter what platform I played it on, the specy version is probably not even one of the better conversions. Get it out of here. Finally. I like the added part at the end there. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> Honorable mention for worst. I don't know. I don't know what Dave six. Anyway, I think we're done. We're not, get, get it out of here. Get it out of here. I like how he tacked that on. That's not something we would say. I like it. That was a uh, the spectrum. Great, great, yeah. another great year. Great. It's funny how much people love Bomb Jack. And I just that's yeah. I, I've never got into Bomb Jack. I think I I think it's one of those. If it was one of your first arcade games, I think it, it leaves a mark. But yeah. I didn't play it until I'd already played lots of other stuff. And way of these play fist though, we did enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. It's we, not bad at all. We we again, it's one of those, this is a machine where we played so many good games. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the there's a margin that's very slow or yeah. small in between the you good ones. Pick three or four. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Easy. And Seraphina was a, another really good one. Yeah, we enjoyed. Now. ARG presents. Yeah. Uh, holy cow! We looked at a lot of games on ARG. Man, I've presents. got my worst game locked in on this one too. This was easy for so me. So let's talk about it, Aaron. Yeah. Worst games. ARG you presents. Want me to go first on this. Go one? right ahead. Well, you know what? I think we might have picked the same thing. Listen. So I'm going to go okay, first. Okay, go ahead. Olo fight. Oh no! Wrong. Olo fight. Worst game that we've played. Holy cow, what a disaster. That was on our ham, Amiga Ham Amiga game Ham episode. episode. Uh, this game wanted to be a fighting game, and if it wasn't for the backgrounds, it would have no redeeming qualities. Uh, sound was okay, so you, too. You, you got the wrong game. I'm no. I, this, Aaron, it was unplayable. Unplayable. Olo Fight won I the Amiga. I can think of two games worse than that. If you'll indulge me, but I'm going to jump in here. Do it, man. Do it. 
listen, Taboo is not even a game, but I'm gonna I'm not even gonna pick that. But Taboo was a card reading simulator and uh, and fortune teller. It's not even a game. You picked a game that wasn't a game, but uh, that typical brand. But I'm gonna bury another one of your choices on our games based on fruit episodes. There is no game. There has been no game worse than Orange Squash. For the C64. <laughs> this thing was a multitude super dud. That didn't make any sense. Why is the orange sitting in? Why is he getting lemons? Why does he jump into a, the splits? You know, what is he You're doing not there? kind of selling me on this. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no it was really bad. <laughs> he jumps like he's in, like, you, it, when you're playing it, you feel like you're taking him to ether shot. <laughs> this guy's slow. The game is dumb. Horrible crap. Hated you it. forgot it was frustrating too. It's the worst thing I played on any system this year. It's Orange Crush. You suck. <laughs> Go ahead, Boat. Uh, I, I chose two. Two games. <laughs> Wait a minute. One from Brent and one from you. Oh, okay. So, I, of course, I didn't play a, a ton of these. Yeah. So, but uh, Alf rings oh, up the. Uh, the yes. <laughs> not that's, another another one. that's another one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on the, on the course, you know, Dead or Alive, Extreme Beach, anytime you cover the Xbox, Stinky System. No, oh, game. Game. oh no, that game, game was, was fine. Bad. That game was fine. Listen, Alf was horrible. And the I, funny thing is, we did a show that was called Get "The Worst Games to Win Awards." That was, <laughs> which you could also easily take a game from that one. I believe the one I picked on that was on the also on the Master System, Thunderblade. Horrible. Oh horrible yeah, horrible game. Yeah. It's another bad one. Yeah, Nintendo was the worst. But mm. Alf was no good. Yeah, yeah. But Orange Crush is even worse. Go try that sometime. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I. Alf was a horrible game. I'm not disputing that, but I actually had a little bit of fun with Alf. Now, not me. I hate the show too, by the way. Oh, well, come on. The you show was me. okay. I didn't like it. Let's talk about the good. The good that ARG brought this year. Aaron. All right. What do you got? Uh, oh, I'm starting off. Yeah. FMG, FMV game, but not the one you think. Hardline for DOS was incredible. Talk about taking FMV to the next level. It had action. It had good acting. It had details. And when you walked in the scene and you had a different weapon equipped, it actually had all those ready to go, ready to show. Must have taken, I mean, 10, 20 retakes of each weapon, just the guy walking in. Amazing stuff. Amazing attention to detail. Hardline, my game of the year for ARG Presents. Go ahead, Boat. Jump in. You know, I want to. I want to pick one that you might not. You might because at first I was like, I'm just going to only choose one on this one. Yeah. Um, at first I was like, it's got to be Alley Cat. I love Alley. Alley Cat. Alley Cat's great. really but great. But I'm going to go with one that I didn't know about before you guys reviewed it. That yeah. is awesome, and that game is Floyd's Bank. I thought Floyd's Bank, the concept of it was super cool. It was good. In fact, there's a lot of things going on. It's a little deeper than you think. Yeah, you know, Floyd's, Floyd's Bank. Bank. Floyd's Bank was what I was actually pondering myself. Because I've, I've, I've struggled picking a, 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 a my favorite game out of these. It's easy to pick the duds out of these. And, and the thing is, there's some ringers in here, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is a ringer, a couple like that. I'm going to pick the one that I that I think I liked a, a, as a total package because I liked the show, I liked studying on it, and I liked the way the whole thing went down. And so I'm going to pick uh, from our show about like it's Brazil, uh, Brock's Lico. Yep. Now, I will say, the game that I enjoyed the most this year of any of the games was Broforce. Hands down. I love that game. I still play it all the time. But, Brock, uh, somebody help me here, Bo. Bro, 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 I I'm going to make no fun idea. of the way I say this. I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's, uh, um, Brooks Olico. Brooks Olico. Okay. okay. It's a game that came with a storybook. Yeah. It was a fun game. It was clever. It looked good, and the guy had a storybook with it. And it was, and we actually heard from the author. He seems like a really good guy. I like what he was trying to accomplish with it. The, I yes. mean, it's it's deep. Yeah, it's a deep game, and I like it's a lot like you talked about on the uh, Machina Machina game. This is a game where that someone didn't just make a game; like they went in there. And made like an experience. It was a me- it was a multimedia you know? experience. And I'm yes. gonna, so I'm going to pick as much as I love Broforce. And like I said, if I'm going to pick a game to play, it's going to be Broforce. But my game of the year is that because of the all I went through and looked at the PDF for the storybook and stuff. It's yes. great, and it, it's it excellently done. Had his narration beside it. It was really yeah. fun. That was a fun show too. I enjoyed that show quite a bit. Um, 
You want to read the comments in the old? Uh... Oh, yeah, forgot. All right. Here we go. Pajaco 6502. So a lot of variety this year, a lot of new machines and some fun problem solving, trying to get emulators working. I think Pajaco is the patron saint. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, he saved emulator. our bacon more than a couple of times. Give him a buck. Genuinely, one of my favorite moments of this year was ARG doing a show about weather games. <laughs> yeah. While the weather outside was being awful. <laughs> that was that was funny. Culminating in Brent saying how cheesy the plot and acting of Team Extreme Operation Weather Disaster only to be threatened by a loud clap of thunder. <laughs> yes, that was something. <laughs> but best game for me was Press X Not to Die. To Not Die. I really had a lot of fun with this one and laughed yeah. my butt off at some of the plot lines. <laughs> I did, however, very much enjoy Weather War 2 and Lawn, which go. were basically Both basic good choices. games of the Commodore Pet. Yeah. yeah. Worst game. It came down to two games for me. Alf on the Sega Master System and Orange Squad yeah. on C64. And the winner is Orange Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bad game all around and deserves to get put in an actual juicing machine and destroy. Yes, I agree. A bitter blitter writes, best game. Or he says, the wheel has treated us well this year. Uh, Broforce. Can't believe this somehow passed me by. Love the carnage the and pop culture references in particular. Worst game, Cookie Cutter. Not a bad game as such, more than it completely killed my own productivity at work for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But not only that, also that of my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm playing Cookie Clicker right now at work. Cookie Clicker, I'd stop. <laughs> I'd walk away. Honorable mention, Rex Ronan, Experimental Surgeon. Sold at that intro sequence. <laughs> Graham W. Vebke writes, I have to choose the Acorn Adams Painter and Broforce from South Africa as tie for best games. Worst game was Thunderblade on the Master System. Yes. Mitsuyama writes, with the variety of games and systems discussed on this show, coupled with the amount to choose from, it's difficult for me to single out just one as the best. Bruce Olio on the Specky slash TK90X deserves a mention, if only Aaron has to pronounce the name again. No. <laughs> also, I continue to be impressed by some of the games that came from the TI-99-4A, Ambulance and Space Bandits being two particular highlights from this year. As for the worst game, well, Aaron continues with his habit of choosing some real stinkers. But I have to agree that with Graham that Thunderblade on the Master System was a particular low point. However, as the topic for that show was award-winning games that suck, it ended up being a great pick. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I'm looking forward to seeing what the wheel has in store for us throughout 2024, and it's sure to be another interesting year. You know, I I, I see here, Aaron, yeah. that you neglected to mention the spirit of the wheel's choice. I didn't put year. that in because I didn't, I didn't count that one, but yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, if you, if you, they're, they're, I, I'm proud to be, as of now, the only recipient of the spirit of the wheel. We should talk about the spirit. You're, you chose the spirit of the wheel. You should tell them what you pick. I chose no one can stop. Mr. Domino. Yeah. And uh, and it was great. I love listening to you guys talk about it. Listen. I can stop him by playing him. I can stop him very quickly. I sucked at that game. If you enjoy ARG Presents and you're listening to this right now and you haven't been to the Patreon page lately, they have an option for you to become the Spirit of the Wheel and you can select a game for the Brent and Aaron to play, just like I did. And we'll bury it. I can't remember if we buried that game or not. Oh, I liked it. Aaron, uh, I don't think you had a pull up for ARG, did you? No, we that, too many games for the last yeah, two. We couldn't yeah. pull those. So that means we have only two topics left to discuss, uh -huh. and then our overall games and of the year, both positive and negative. So, Aaron, let's start first with the Amigas. Worst of the worst. Uh, you know, why don't you start boat on this one? Uh, for me, it's all the Psygnosis games. You can't pick all one game. You Come can't. on. No. Okay. Get the way. You're going to pay a heavy toll when you go to Ravi Town over there. And I hope some <laughs> of the Psygnosis guys are sitting there with clubs and crooked bats. Um, Infestation. My la my worst game of the year because there was so much potential in that opening sequence where you have the jetpack and you're rolling around on the on the alien planet. Yeah, and they're like you're having fun, right? Well, get ready to stop. That's your worst game, is it? That's the. Well, I mean, we played a lot of good yeah. games on Amiga. What's we your did. Worst game? Listen, this is an inexcusable. It's called the inexcusable port. And every time I play it, I get angry. It's Double Dragon. That sucked. It wasn't that, that sucked. Bad. It sucked. This it's that's uh, it's you've got a, you've got outrun and you get double drag it's right there you think they're, they're right there. Okay. I hated okay. that game hated 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 uh, just looking over the list uh, of things I played because obviously uh, I didn't, wasn't privy to all these titles 
but I will have to agree, Double Dragon is really bad. Yeah. Uh, it's the so, second one's better. They it, did a better it, job with it's that one. It's so choppy. It makes you wonder if they. I mean, obviously they were just going for a quick buck. Uh, but oh, yeah. But it, it, it's sad that Double Dragon, such a iconic game, gets such poor treatment. It's and fun. it didn't just get poor treatment on the Amiga. It got poor treatment on a lot of systems. Yeah. Just the Amiga one was particularly bad. I was thinking, you know. We can all agree that the Double Dragon ports. For, I don't know what's the. What do you think's got the best port? The Master System. Okay, the Master. So let's say every other port's crap. All yeah, right, pretty true. Okay, and they sold pretty well. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would we learn if they'd made a better version? Would it have sold better? Do you think? No, uh, because here's the thing. Even with the really bad versions of Double Dragon. It was such a trendsetter in terms of what it was trying to accomplish. The beat 'em up genre was launched with Double Dragon. Yeah, and, yeah it definitely helped it. And it so, like, pushed people, it were, into people were eager to play that kind of a game, even if it was crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely point. right. Now so, the harder thing: picking the best game of the year, boat. Well, for me, this was easy. Really? Because yeah, because I had so much fun with my title. All right. And it was to me, it's neon noir. I, I declared it when we did the uh, when we did when we did the show. I said this is my game of the year because number one, new title, yeah, right. People still developing for the Amiga Two. Beautiful, great setting, great story. But the biggest thing was I could actually complete it. Yeah, being able to complete a game is a good feeling to have. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a feeling I get to experience very often. You know, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go in a realm you've never thought I'd go. Okay. I'm, and by the way, I love Neon Noir. I wish it was longer. See, you know, I wish it was longer. A little. I just because you can beat it so quick. You know, I'm just saying. I, I loved it. You know, I loved it. But I, I wish I want more. I want more. Um, there were so many good games, and, I, and some of these I'm like. I mean, this year we covered stuff like Wings, yeah. and Lotus Two. Yeah. These There's, games are off the charts. Right. So, so I'm kind of, but I'm trying to get some fresh something fresh sure. in here. The game, then this and Moonstone's another one. There's a lot of great games. Uh, King of Chicago was great, but one game I d- was so dreading to play and ended up loving it more than any game I could possibly have thought in that genre was Loom. I thought Loom was you awesome. Know, I forgot about Loom completely. And Loom, I mean, I and you remember when we were at the lead up to Loom? I told you I was like, I was like, oh my god, Boy. I've dreaded this title for years. Yeah. And then I sat down with it, and then I got it. It Boy. just, I got it. You know, so I, I'm going to go would with, almost. I would almost take back my pick because I completely. Forgot Neon Noir is great. Yeah, but, it, but right. it, in terms of like, Loom is sort of on another level. Loom really is, is what a game, yeah. and that's I never thought I'd say that. Yeah. But what about you, the brand? Well, you actually mentioned it, and this was a throwback episode. But since it was something that was covered this year. I got to pick it because it's one of my favorite games of all times, and that's Wings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, yeah. The story interwoven with the uh, action uh, and the ver- variety of gameplay elevates it, it elevates it above just an Amiga title to just be an incredible title that if you haven't gotten out there and had the, the pleasure of playing, you really need to do it. It's yeah. that good. I want to, just before we move on, like there were so many titles I enjoyed on the Amiga this year. I'm going to go over a couple okay. just real quick. I loved Budokan. We always have a good time with that. Mm-hmm. Devil's Temple, another great mm-hmm. new game yeah. that I really, really yeah. enjoyed. Hybris, we loved that. Uh, we we both got a kick out of Buffalo Bill. We wish it was better, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. Super Zevious, another great new title you should check out. That was another one that we liked. Bubble and Squeak, which me and Brent did, I believe. That game, ignore the cover of the box, which looks like you mentioned that on the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. It looks stupid. Mm-hmm. That was a fun game. Uh, so I, a big shout out to that Tubin. We always have a good time. I don't know why people don't like Tubin. King of Chicago was great. That was great. The interview was mm-hmm. a lot of fun on that to learn a lot about that one. I thought that one was a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, we mentioned Neo Noir being a great game. Uh, Lotus Two. Got to give a shout out to Subudio. Yeah, yeah. Well, the game's okay, but right. the, the the actual game is fun. And then right. listen, we just covered it, but Super Tennis Champs was a lot of fun too. We played a lot of fun games. Uh, that, so this was a real good year. I mean, you could go through. I'd say eighty, sixty uh, percent of the games we played were, I would say, above average. Mm-hmm. And that's that's saying something right there. So just a bunch of shout outs there. Um, we got some feedback from our Discord community. Pajaco says, so for this year, my favorite game is going to have to be Neon Noir. Yeah. It was well put together, and while it wasn't exactly a challenge, the mix of old and new technology used to make the game was really interesting to see. Worst game of the year was Narco Police. I, that's, that's, that's definitely yeah, that's a, that's a front runner. Impossible to play and just a frustrating game all around. 
Even some of the games I didn't love, I still enjoyed to a degree, and I will apologize for my review of Major Motion. I don't think I gave that a fair crack of the whip, and subsequently, uh, I think it is a better game than I originally gave it credit yeah, it's for. Fun. An honorable mention goes out to Beach Volley for having pixelated nudity and getting away with it all this time. And finally, not only did I get to meet lots of fine folks at Boat Fest and see Amigos live in June, but then we got a bonus retro gathering at the cave in November and another live taping of Amigos. So 2023 in Amigos Retro Gaming has been an awesome retro gaming year for me. Thank you, everyone. Well, thank you, Pajaka. That's great. Lord Soup is going to choose either Moonstone or Paris All-Stars as his game of the year. Uh, Moonstone has won all-around uh, all quality Amiga games, graphics, sound, and gameplay. And Paris All-Stars is just one of my favorite games for the Miggy. Uh, Lob, uh, the Lobsterminator, Lob, uh, uh, Amigos, cool guy style. He's restyled his name. I saw that. Trying to graphically present it. He's too cool to speak. This is a hard one. I'll share a short top three. Budokan. This is a game I love both on the Amiga and PC, but I don't think it's a great game in objective terms. I like the practice area a lot more than the actual game. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're sort of I like right. the tournament. Uh, Deflector. I think this is a concept that still has potential. I first played it on C64, and it feels like an idea that would work in modern mobile markets. Yes. Lotus 2. This is probably the game that uh, I re- return to most often. It's just Amiga at its peak. This is my top game for this year. Um, Bitter Blitter says, I always enjoy it when you guys cover titles that are forgotten or overlooked. Two standouts this year I hope to get at some point would be King of Chicago and Neon Noir. It's true. I always thought about King of Chicago being one of those CinemaWare games that everybody knew about, but lots of people had not played it before we covered it. Well, I'm happy that we got in there. We we got the full treat. That's right. Go back and watch that interview. That's so good. Mm -hmm. So good. Nexal writes, I like Moonstone, King of Chicago, Wings, Hero Quest, Beach Volley, and Hybris this year. Me too. Here's my top dozen games. (laughs) Hey, listen, those are all good choices. Graham Vebke says, I feel Moonstone and King of Chicago were the games that deserve to be in the running for Game of the Year. Blood Money is easily at the bottom. No kidding, Graham. Narco Police is there too. Earl Weaver and Super Tennis Champs are personal favorites, but not Game of the Year nominations. Level Lord writes, I've been conflicted between Neon Noir and Wings. However, since Neon Noir is a new game, I'll go with that. This game has everything one adventure game needs, and it did not take forever to finish. Graphics are gorgeous, more music is great, and the story makes sense, which cannot be said for many adventure games. Mitsuyama writes, My Amigos Game of the Year has to be Beach Volley. This is one of the first games I got from my A500 after upgrading from a Speccy, and the colors popped from the screen, and the little bits of speech were an added extra. There's a decent game in there, too. It gave me an exciting glimpse into what was possible on my new machine. Honorable mentions must also go to Gun BF99, a great shooter that I only learned about through this show, and Neon Noir. It's great to see that new Amiga games are still getting released, and this is a fine example demonstrating the talent that is still working with the system. As for the worst game, I've never liked Loom. I know it gets a lot of praise from the point-and-click community, but I found it too short, linear, and easy to complete. Those things are all three of those things are why I love it. Yeah. However, the what worst game, enough? the worst game award has to go to Narco Police. This there may have been an interesting game idea or two at some points in its design life cycle, but what got released was a horrible mess. And finally, Ricky DeRoster says, "So many great games covered this year, but my choice has to fall to Wings." Those are all excellent choices. I think absolutely. Yeah. Now, before we go on to absolute mega game of the year. I think we've got a few predictions That's right. that need to be made. Break out the C-tar. <laughs> look at that boat. It still fits like a glove. It does. It's looking, you're looking buoyant this year. You look like you... I did it. Thing's a flotation well, device I, in a I bad way. I inflated it before I came in. Did you? So. Do you really inflate that thing? Oh, come on. I was buying it. There goes your boat. It looks good. Until there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So every year we we always have predictions about what we expect, what we can expect from the retro community, from the future of the shows for next year. Yeah. So uh, who wants to start? Aaron, you want to give us a few predictions for next year? You know, I've had my finger on the pulse of the YouTube community this year. You have. Right. And I have determined that there's an oversaturation of classic gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to, this is going to be the year. That you're going to see uh, the, I think we've hit the high water mark, and I think the water is going to start receding on the on the retro gaming community as we know it. 
because it's there's too much. And what's the worst? There's hey, you can't ever get enough. Don't get me wrong, but there's too much of the same people doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of giving up this year. Yeah, and, and we're starting with us. Good night, everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> we will never stop. But that's uh, my first. So my first prediction. Retro gaming, especially on YouTube, the community will recede as uh, somewhat. I think this that's year. a quality prediction. What do you think, Brent? You got one? I think it's sort of in the, in the same lines, Aaron. I think that the retro community is going to go under a microscope, and there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of scandals come out this year. Scandals yes, in the retro it, community. It's already started uh, with uh, Gerard and my complete on the completionist and the whole uh, hand foundation. Yes. Uh, not to go into oh, it here, money here, but it, it's <laughs> an open hand. I, I think that that is going to open the doors to a lot more accusations, and uh, you're going to see a lot of big players fall this year. Ooh. There's a lot of no- nosy do-gooders out there that's hosing up the <laughs> all the all the crooked people. What about you, uh, Swami? Uh, well, I, I, and you know, within my my magical uh, hat, I, I, I foresee that we are going to see more than ever next year, we're going to see a raft of mini consoles that we haven't seen since the glory days of the Jack's plug-and-play systems in the early 2000s, <laughs> back when there were thousands of these. I think the the relative success of the... It's a combination of the arcade one-up con- or things, that, especially the bar-top units, Combined with the all of the you know, the mini mega the VCS you know the the various ways you can get your VCS on I think a lot of these other systems not necessarily the the biggest players but you're going to see a lot more stuff I I think I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say we're going to see a mini ZX Spectrum now it may be like the actual size of the Dead Flesh but we're going to see a reissued ZX Spectrum this year my guess would be uh, they're just going to skip the mini part and just put right, out a just ZX. put out the thing you know I'm going to I, I sort of agree with you, Swami, but I am going to say one thing I think that I'm going to predict. Arcade 1-Up bankrupt this year. Really? They're almost done now. Okay. You watch. Okay. Next year, gone. You got any predictions for at games? Um, at games, uh, hard to say. They made me mad <laughs> with the pinball thing right. because they sort of cut me. They sort of cut bait on my pinball machine. Mm-hmm. I don't need them. That's what hacker is for. Mm-hmm. But Arcade One Up is in deep trouble. They didn't even show up at CES. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Yeah, I think you were going to see a a sort of like John was saying, but a inverse to handhelds. You're going to see a lot of those handhelds come back. I'm talking uh, mini Game Boys, mini uh, 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 Nomads or Master Systems or Game Gears. Uh, same. I think even stuff like the Turbo Graphics is going to have something, and they're all going to actually be handheld, and they're all actually going to be playable. Mm. I think there's enough... I think there's enough TV-connected devices out there. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to start moving them into the handheld. Well, surely people are watching... People, the powers that be, are watching the success of all of these knockoff Game Boy-like devices that are coming out of China and saying, hey, we need a piece of that. Yeah. You know, the thing that I wonder about is that, for like... The handheld market and the mini PC market are, are getting real uh, weird now because, like for example, I got my I just on a whim I bought my kid a seventy dollar handheld, mm-hmm. right? And it it looks sort of like a Game Boy. It's got more buttons, mm-hmm. but it'll play everything from the beginning up to say uh, the Dreamcast or something. That was seventy bucks, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, we're getting to the point now where handhelds are are almost as powerful as our home systems, and the mini PCs are the same way. So one would wonder where the where the uh, um, thirst for like your your nostalgic handheld versus what you can the power you can get where that's gonna where there's gonna be a, a collision there because if you're gonna get like if they're gonna reach in a Game Boy for like an original Game Boy for example it's just I don't know why not like you could get that and it played Game Boy games like the Atari does sort of. Is that going to get any action or or a reissued like uh, uh, a Sega co- like handheld console versus someone who could just play it all? I don't know. And and the thing is, more people are learning about these pirate bootleg but, handhelds and the use. But to. the licensed stuff will will sell. There's always going to be a market for people that want the thing from the company. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, look at look at the game and watch uh, Zelda and the game and watch Mario. Those played one game. And they still sold out. So Nintendo is really good at measuring the amount of inventory that they need and making just a little bit less. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. They, they know how to do it. You know, 
I want to ask the Swami and you, the Brent, like, what, are we going to see new consoles this year? What are they? No. Not, so no new no new Switch, no new... Uh, not the, I thought no, the Switch not 2 was two, on the horizon. Not in 2024. No. You might hear an announcement for it, but you're not going to... The system, no way, no chance. Okay. The okay. Switch is selling too well, and the, and the other big boys are just starting to gear up. They're not going to... They're not going to put out anything. I really feel like I agree with, I don't know anything about the other guys except for Nintendo, but I feel like switches are still flying off the shelves. There's still a lot of people that they're getting where like my nephews were over. The first time they ever played a switch was when they came in that that's all they can talk about now. So the switch is listen, once again, they know what they're doing. They, and they made it and they, and they're taking it to the money bank as they always do. Any more big predictions, Swami? That's it. I'm you done. Got anything, Brent? Anything I don't have anything. Uh, I don't think chat knew oh, well, to think listen, about it. Keep your hat on, okay? Because I'm gonna, I've got some show facts oh, I want to go over, and, and we're gonna see if you can use your superpowers <laughs> okay. to, to make the correct guess. And Brent, okay. you, you've got on a dumber, less flashy hat. You can try to. I'll be the. This real, is more of a brain eater than a. Uh, so answer. What I've got here are the our shows this year that we did. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. What you think? So, Tari St. What do you think our most popular episode was on YouTube, guys? Well, you sent me all the answers to these, no, so I won't answer. Okay, what do you think, Boat? I didn't give you Boat. Uh, I want to go with, I want to say, can I give you two? No. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go with uh, Star Trek Rebel Universe. Okay, the, the most popular episode was F1, episode oh. 20. Now, what do you think the least popular one was? Probably Obsession. Pivotal. No, it was episode 21, Bomb Boozle. So oh. We went from the best to the worst. Okay. Now, here's the big one. Most popular on our main uh, Amigos channel. What was the most popular podcast for the Atari ST this year? This is the on our main channel. Uh, boy, I don't know. Maybe well, how about Speedball? It was episode nineteen, Crap Man. If you can. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna do the same thing on uh, the Coco Show. Best and worst uh, in terms of downloads on YouTube, boat. Boy, uh, Karate was definitely up there. I'm gonna go with Karate being number one. Uh huh. I, okay. the, the lowest was uh-huh. probably uh, Middle Kingdom. Okay, on, uh, on YouTube, the top uh, watched episode for us is your Dungeons. Really? Uh, uh, by a huge, huge gap. Okay. And the lowest watched was episode 40, Coco Bond. Now, what was the most popular, what was the most downloaded C- Coco show on audio, Boat? I would go with Lucifer's Kingdom. It was episode 42, Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. So let's try your luck on R. Sinclair. Most okay. popular and least popular on YouTube. I want to say Spy versus Spy, most popular. Uh-huh. And uh, least popular, their finest hour. You got least popular. That's okay. correct. Most popular by a huge gap was Avalon. Really? Which, yeah. Oh, that's because I had that awesome thumbnail. had an awesome thumbnail. And that was episode 96. Now, what do you think the most downloaded of the podcast were? Uh, this was a surprise. I'll be honest. Was it, uh, was it Seraphima? No, episode mm-hmm. 93, How to Be a Complete Bastard. Okay. That was the highest. Now, let's try ARG, uh, most and least popular on YouTube. Why don't you let Brent answer that one? Because I already know the answers. Never mind. He sent them to me uh, for we'll, some reason. We'll go with, uh, you know, maybe it was a, maybe we'll play the fade. Orange Squash, most popular. <laughs> and least popular has to be Lawn. Okay, so uh, the most popular was episode 258, the Amiga Ham Games. Oh. Pioneer Plague and Olaf White. By the way, I love that episode. It was a lot of fun. The least popular Episode two fifty four dancing games. Mm. I knew that was going to fail, but I was, I love that episode too. Bust the groove and break street. Now, what do you think the most downloaded episode was on the podcast? Vote for ARG. I'm going to go with medical games. No, it was episode two forty six SNES Euro exclusives, Waterworld and Jelly Boy. Okay, I would not. Walk, watch that. Yeah, that was yeah. Finally, so we're at the, this is the Amigos, but most at least popular. I think you were going to get most popular on the Amigos. Uh, uh, on YouTube. I don't have the list of the Amigos games. I don't know. Just tell us what it is. Okay. Uh, well, this one you should know. Episode 396 Global oh, Gladiator went year? bonkers yeah, yeah. and got 100, 100 plus thousand that hits. That video has more views than all of the rest <laughs> of our channel put together. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Uh, and the the least viewed episode on YouTube, episode 426, Narco Police. Well, it deserves to be least viewed. Now, here's a real shocker, fellas. Most popular podcast of the year for Amigos download episode three ninety five Gun B F ninety nine. So that was the most downloaded podcast episode of the year. 
I will say Gunby's video did pretty well as well. So that was one that I believe that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was a PD game or a shareware game. It was a late release of some kind. So there you go. So now, Swami, well done. Thank you. Nice swaminess. So now, Brent, what do we got left? To end out the evening, fellas, we're going to talk about the best and worst games overall. Okay. Aaron, we're going to let you start out. Worst game overall that you have played show-related this year? Easy. Orange Crush. That sucked. And I love the drink, by the way. I want to mention that. This is not an inflammatory statement towards the drink, but the game was garbage. Hot garbage. The worst. The And keep in mind, I cut huge, horrible rants on stuff like Crap Man and, and some other ones, but like that one was my least favorite of anything we played this year. Garbage. No good. I'm going to go with Substation. Substation. <laughs> Just the worst game for the worst system. We hated that game. It's awful. <laughs> That's an arbitrary statement, Bo. Well, it's true. What you stopped? The absolute worst game. I actually kept these off my best and worst list. Taboo, the sixth sense. Yeah, not actually not a game. It, yeah. it's, it was sold as a game. You put it in your Nintendo. It counts as a technical game, but it was absolutely... Not one a game. One would wonder why one would pick that game to be featured on our show. Because it had Easter eggs. Start picking apps. Can we, can we just pick apps? How about that? If we bro? have phone <laughs> games. Photoshop 2. <laughs> now, the time we've all been waiting for. It is the absolute best. Aaron, what do you have? Listen, I look at the... Because, I mean, if I look at the three the games I picked on all the systems of my favorites... Uh, there's one to me. I, I I can't help it. I didn't see it coming, but I gotta pick it. That's Loon. I gotta pick it. It was good. It was it was surprising. It was deep. It was well written. It, it, it was graphically. It wasn't the best. It was okay. But everything about it got it hooked me. That one hooked me. So yes, to my surprise. Uh, and I'll but I'll, as much as I like worst thing happens to see which and uh, uh, um, you know. All the other games I mentioned that were my favorites, that's the one that I think is the most quality AAA title of the bunch. I'm going to go with that one. Loom. John? No one can stop Mr. Domino. Oh, there you go. Play it right now. It's, it's, I mean, it's my, it's my top three all time. So I can't, but surprise of the year, I'm going to go with what Aaron said. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Loom. So you're going to pick that one over Neo Noir? Yeah. And yeah. Neo Noir, by the way, one A. It was awesome. We both loved yeah, that yeah. one. That's was, a great game. Yeah, yeah. But really, like I said, after you mentioned Loom, if I would have thought about it some more, I probably would have gone with Loom over Neo Noir. Yeah, Loom is awful good. Best game of the year, Seraphima. Really? With you didn't pick, pick that as the best. I know. Game that I, I I purposely did that. Boosted it. Boost it does the highest game ever. <laughs> uh, Seraphima for the ZX Spectrum was so amazing not only to see that kind of power being pulled out of the spectrum, but it was a solid game, a solid action platformer with some puzzle elements. It literally had everything I wanted from a game, and to think that it was pulled from a spectrum to to, to present it and make its case, absolutely wonderful. Definitely the best thing I've played this year. Seraphima. What did you think about Seraphima? Did you actually give it a whirl? I watched some video footage of it. It looked uh-huh. pretty impressive. Uh, but I didn't play that one. That was one that was before I held things over. I, tr- I turned over the reins, but I was absent for that particular show, I believe. Yes. You know, I think a great way to end the show is if we all raise our glasses here full of the, ex- the most expensive champagne I could find. And a toast to all you out there who helped keep the ball rolling this year. We hope you had a good year, and we look forward to another fine, fun, fun-filled year of retro gaming. And cheers to you guys as well. It's always a pleasure working with you. Absolutely. Have a good one, everyone, and good night. Adios.